of him, um, we're on Chafaladom at base. <coughs> yesterday we, um, yesterday we began, we actually ended off by beginning the sugya about, um, whether Libay Rayas or Erva, whether one's heart can see the Erva. Just before we go on to that, I just want to go back, just, um, to add, or just to add to, add to one of the points we discussed. We discussed the the, uh, the the question of the of the Rabbi Yoyna with the, the the person who was, was in the middle of davening. <coughs> was in the middle of davening <coughs> and felt the need to um, to pass wind. So the Gemara said that there, there were two members there. One was that a person who, in the middle of davening, passed wind, so he has to wait for the. He has to wait for the smell to go, and then he can continue davening. He goes back to wherever he was up to. And then there was an Ikata Amre, which said that if he felt the need to do it, then he's marching Taladamus, he goes back to Taladamus, he does whatever he has to do, he waits for the smell to go, and then he says this to Rebbeinu Shalom, and then he goes back and continues davening. And the Rabbeinu Yoda wants to know, why do we not find the same idea? Why do we not say the same Rabbeinu Yoda when it comes to somebody who is Mayim Shed Sinal Birkov? So the Rabbeinu Yoda says, because we're only misaking the Rabbeinu Yoda for somebody who is Ba'inus. There, he says it was Pesheya, he was negligent for not checking before he started davening. That, that was the answer to the Rabbeinu Yoda. So we are... We, <coughs> we were already Ma'ir at the time, this thing that one says the Rabbeinu Shalom, does that go back on both Lashonos? <coughs> <coughs> or does it just go on the second Lashon? Because from the Lashon of Al Gemara, the first Lashon finishes off for Chayzem Mitzpahlo, the second Lashon finishes off for Chayzem Mitzpahlo, and then it says, Vayim Rabbeinu Shalom. So it could well be that the Rabbeinu Shalom goes back on both of them. And the Emmet from Rashi, let's talk about what it sounds like. Because Rashi says, we, we, it's what we went through yesterday, the Rashi says, that he says, B'seichat filah, he says to Rabbeinu Shalom, because since he's already stopped because of the smell, so he can also be mafzik to say this filah in the middle. That's what we said, we said in Rashi. Emes to Eli Rabba, the Eli Rabba says, he found in the Seidol Aderech, he takes on as a dollar posh, that it goes on both, both cases. That's what he says. However, if you look at the majority of the Rishonim, <coughs> <coughs> and the majority of the Rishonim are mashma that it only goes on the second Lashon. For example, the Lashon of the Ramam is like this. The Ramam, I want to have this. There is between the second Lashonim and the first of them, you say the Maimah because of, in a sense, that he's got control. Oh, but we, we, we can only come to that if the first lotion, if it doesn't go back on the first lotion. Right. Yeah, oh, but 100%. If, but that, that's what we suggested yesterday. Let's want to now back that up now. Because I want to now have a look to see what's, what's, is it going back on it or is it not? Because from Rashi, logically it sounds to be going, it's very possible it could be going on both. Oh yeah, I'm going to come to that once, once, we get, once we get to this point. So if you, if you look at the Ramam, however, the Ramam says, I plan to have, I hope to have this on a handout, maybe it will be on a handout at some point, but uh, the Ramam writes in Hilchot Tzfidah. He says, in Perek Dalet, Halacha Yudalet, he says, Yotzah B'menu, is this an Halacha Yudalet? Yotzah B'menu Ruach Melamato, Keshu Oemid Batzfidah, whilst he was davening, Shalom Yudato, it was against his will. End of halacha. It's the middle of halacha, but that's the end of. 
in its tire, however, but, which by the way, they're medayic. They bring the halacha. A person ideally should really try and hold himself back. But if not, then it's tire, however. And he can't hold himself back. Then, he goes back he waits till the Ruach is finished. The Oimer Ribbon Kalailamim says this Ribbon Kalailamim, etc., etc., etc. The Chaytelim Koimim is part of Then he goes back to his place in Davins. <coughs> Come out black and white there. The Ramam clearly, clearly says it goes only on the second Loshon, not on the first Loshon. We could, we could go through the, the, riffle, the riff also sounds like that. The Loshon of the, the Riff also sounds very, very much like that. so you can see here, you can see here this, um, you, you can see it in the Rosh as well, if you took a look at the Rosh, the majority of the Rishonim seem to say that it only goes on the second Rosh. Now the next question is, but why should it only be only on the second Rosh? Why shouldn't we be able to see the Rabbeinu Shalom on the first Rosh as well? So, the Vilna gone and uh, I think one or two others, they learn the reason is because of the same reason the, the, um, the Truma Sadashan writes. <coughs> and that is like this. The Truma Sadashan was asked, have you, <coughs> have you seen anyone nowadays doing this? Have you ever heard of anyone saying this to Rabbeinu Shalom or going to Dalai back? I mean, it's unheard of. So they asked the Truma Sadashan, well, what's, what's going on here? So the Truma Sadashan says, maybe because Taka, because of this Rambam, the Rambam says, then it's Tire Harbe, so therefore people make sure not to pass when he says, the Mice says, probably not. The bottom line he says is, you know why? Because he says, this Tefillah, Rebbeinu Shleilam, is only said if a person feels embarrassment. If a person's in the middle of davening and he has to walk Daladamas back, it's extremely embarrassing. Everyone knows what he's doing. It's extremely embarrassing. And you may, you, you may remember, we've discussed this more than once now, when you've got COVID Abrias at stake, when you've got people's own uh, self, self-esteem at stake, and it's against an Isidra Bonon, it's maximum an Isidra Bonon, so COVID Abrias wins. So therefore, he, therefore he's not the to go back to Al-Adamus. So he says, if he doesn't go back to Al-Adamus, so there's, no, there's no humiliation at all, then so you don't say the Rabbeinu Shalom. The Rabbeinu Shalom is, Cher Paseinu, Uchinem Oseinu. So says the, says the, Shunat um, Sadeshen, therefore this Gemara was only said for a person who's davening B'Yechidah. I've got, I mean, well, there's and at least I think there's a little bit of a difficulty with that, though. I'm not sure what the answer is. What's the difficulty? Exactly. If you don't be a chid, it's been one of So if you go back to Al-Adamus, who are you embarrassed of? Where's the cherpa uklima? Who are you embarrassed of? But Uncle Paulin, that, that's, that, that's what he said. And he said, that's why nowadays you'll never see it done. Um, although at the end he says, you, you, you can't make our own uh, presumptions. That's the mindset. That, that's, that's what's brought down. Okay. So that being the case, says the the, the gom, he says, Mistoma, that's why <coughs> this din of saying the Rabbanish only goes on the second lotion. Because it's only in the second lotion where there's embarrassment. Because <coughs> you have to walk back to Aladamas. In the first lotion where he was standing davening, and it just the he couldn't control himself. So no, no one knows. So therefore, there's no rebbeinu shalom to say. Yeah. 
The question is, would that answer the case, the, the case for Mayim Shed Sin Number one, the Matthias says that it's probably very embarrassing, especially if it forms a puzzle on the floor, like the Roshonim we're talking about there. Number two, according to the Rabbi Niyona, at least we can understand why he didn't give this answer. Even if he did learn Taka, that it only goes in the second Oshon. Why? Because the Rabbi Niyona holds you have to go Daladamas away, when he wants to continue davening, he has to go Daladamas away from where the, there's anything on the floor. So it's definitely going to be extremely embarrassing. That's, that, 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 that's how the Rabbi Niyana wanted to answer it. He said in the case of Maim Shed Sinatirkov, he wanted to say the fact that Maim Shed Sinatirkov shows that he didn't bother, obviously when he started davening. And the first man to No, because, because it's got nothing to do with that here. Because here this is nothing he could have, he could never could have controlled it. Maybe the Rabbi Niyana holds, holds against back from the first national, maybe not, but it's irrelevant. Yeah? Is, is, is that clear so far? Well, just to, just to sum up, <coughs> so far what we've said is that we have two Lashonis in the Gemara. One is talking about where a person passed wind in the middle of davening. There, I'm going, following the majority of Lashonim, he waits for the smell to go and continues davening. Doesn't say the Rabboni Shalom. The second Lashon talks about where he feels it coming, can't hold it in. So he goes back to Aladamas, passes the wind there, Waits for the smell to go, says the Rabbi Nishalayim, and then goes back and doubles. That's the majority of the Rishonim seem to learn like that. Why Takeh is like that? Why only in the second do you say Rabbi Nishalayim? So the Achronim want to say, the reason is because Rabbi Nishalayim was only, they were only mistaken in a case where there's embarrassment. So if he has to go back to Daladamas, everyone can see what he's doing, everyone realizes why he's going back to Daladamas. So then, it's embarrassing and he says the Rabbi Nishalim. In the first case, however, he didn't go anywhere. No one has to know. So there's no Rabbi Nishalim to say. If that's the case, then the question of the Rabbi Nishalim still stands. Why in the case of Maim Shetz and Arbirkov, why shouldn't he say the Rabbi Nishalim? It's embarrassing. The Matthias says that probably people do realise what's happened. He said, especially if there's a mess on the floor now. He has to now distance himself Daladamas to continue davening. It's extremely embarrassing. So that, because that, the Rabbi Niyana has to come onto his answer about Pesheya and Aynas, etc. I'd just like, just like to suggest a slightly different Mahalik. The Beis Yosef asks, he points out like this, the Tur, the Tur writes, when he brings the Salacha, he says, somebody who feels the urge to pass wind, so he walks back Daladamas, walks back Daladamas, passes the wind there, waits for the smell to go, goes back to his place, says the Rabbeinu Shalom, and then continues davening. Yeah? Goes back to his place, says the Rabbeinu Shalom, and then continues davening. Listen carefully to the Lashon of the Ramam again. I apologize, it would have been better if it would have been on the sheet, but he says, the Ramam writes, Mahalich la'achar of arba amis, goes back for amis, humam sin al ruach, waits for the smell to go, says this and then then goes back to his place and davens. Right? Do you notice that? Different to the Torah. The Torah says you go back to your place to say the Ribbon Karaylamim. The Ramam says no, you don't. You say the Ribbon Karaylamim where you were, and then you go back to your place to continue davening. The Mice I just noticed now when we were reading to the Rift. The Rift doesn't mention going back to his place at all. It says Umas Palo. If anything, it could be the, the Rift may, may Taka go like the Tur. Maybe. But what, why Taka is it like that? Why does the Rambam hold that he should, he should say the Rebbein Chalai before he goes back to his place? Why? <coughs> Can you think of any reason why that should be?
Right. Take what you said and just a little more. The Beishiyotif asks a different question. I think it brings somebody up. He asks a different question. That's like this. Why does the person have to go back to his place at all to others? Why? Why can't he continue davening where, wherever he is? He's moved back to Aladamas. Sorry? Oh, very good. So Maria Abuab says, because you have to have a mockum kavuah al You have to have one place for davening. You can't start davening here and then go there. and then you, you can't go all over the place. You have to have one place for davening. Says the Beisiyosei, I don't know if you remember, we had it we, when we did the sugya on Davov, Tafsayin. There's a little bit of discussion about this idea of having fixing a place for davening. Does that mean one shul? Or a place within the shul? Does it mean one place to daven? One building? Or one place, specific daven within the shul? Says the Beisiyosei, whatever opinion you hold of there, here, once you started davening, there's no doubt about it. You have to go to that daladamas. If you started there, you have to st- you have to continue there, right? That's why you have to go back to your place. So I'd suggest that's why the Ramam says you say the ribbon kolayilamin before you go back to your place, because once you go back to your place, you have no right to start saying ribbon kolayilamin anymore. You've come back to your place. This is the Mokan Ashkina. You're in the middle of davening Shemun so you continue. You can't start inserting other tefillahs. If you're outside of the Daladamas, you're already outside of the Daladamas, look, if you want to add in a, a tefillah of ribbon, I'm fine. But make sure you do it before you go back to your place. Because once you go back to your place, now you're mukhiyab to continue davening Shemun You can't just start inserting, you know, in the middle, uh, I want to put in a, a tefillah. You can't do that. Shemun Esri is a very precise tefillah. There's certain things you can add, certain things you can't. You can't just add as you wish. Outside of the Daladamas, that's not your Mokim tefillah. Fine. If you're already there, you're not allowed to just like, to walk out either. This is the Mokim Tzerech. Fine. That being the case, you should be able to answer the question. Why is it that in the first Lashon, you don't say the Rebun Kala'i Lamin? Why? you haven't moved. The first Lashem was talking about somebody who was in the middle of davening, couldn't help it, passed, he passed wind, he's not going anywhere, it's too late, so he waits for the smell to go, he's got no right to start davening as just fillers, so he's still in the Mokham Ashkena, he's in his Mokham Ashkenah, continue davening. No time to start saying Ribbon Kadai Lamed. Mashaikin in the second Lashem, the second option is talking about somebody who feels the need, so he's got time, he moves back Daladamas, moves away from the Shekhinah of Daladamas, does whatever he needs to do there. Once he's already outside of Daladamas, ah, fine, now you can say the Rabban Kalai Lamas. Fine. <coughs> so now let's go to the case of Maim Shedson Abirkov. In the case of Maim Shedson Abirkov, According to many Rishonim, does he move anywhere? Doesn't move anywhere. According to many Rishonim, again, the Rabbi Yonah argues with this. Rabbi Yonah holds it says a mess on the floor, he has to move. But according to the Rashba, for example, the way we pass him, strict, the strict, strict halacha, although the Mishnah says to be Mahmeh, but he doesn't have to move anywhere. He continues doubling where he is. So he can't start inserting Rabbi Yonah yeah, is that clear? So that could be a possible, another answer. Again, it's not a cash on the Rabbi Yonah why he doesn't give that answer. Because Rabbi Yonah holds, he does move Daladamas away. So you've still got the question, why don't you say the Rabbi Yonah So you've got to come on to his answer about Peshea and Aynas, etc. But according to the other Rishonim, the other Rishonim will say, he doesn't have to move Daladamas away in the case of Maim Shedz and Abirkov. So then, we could, as we said yesterday, we could possibly suggest a chiluk, as with the second, first and second lotion, so too we could suggest a chiluk between the case of Maim Shedz and Abirkov and our case. Just to clarify that, uh, that point. Oh. So, now carries on the Gemara. <coughs>
We had yesterday, we were talking about, we were talking about, we were talking about, um, <coughs> first we started with the Machlaikas, between the Tanakama and the Yeshomim, as to whether Libay Reyes or Erevo is a problem. He said, if somebody's sleeping without any clothes on, or he's, when I say he's sleeping, he's gone to bed without any clothes on, he's under a sheet, so he wants to say, he wants to say Shema, so what he, he, doesn't, he, he doesn't want to stick his head outside the sheet because it's too cold. So what he does is, he wraps the sheet around, sort of pulls it tight around his neck. That's the Tanakama. So that his eyes shouldn't see the Mokram Erevo. That's the Tanakama. The Yishoyimim hold no. It's not enough that your eyes don't see the erva. There has to be a demarcation between the lathe and the erva. And then he's got to pull the sheet tight somewhere below the lathe, below the heart. We then had the story with Rafuna. <coughs> Rafuna said, Bashim Rabbi Yechanan, a couple of different Kirsai said, uh, versions of the story that, that Rabbi Huna said B'Shem Rabbi Yechanan he said that if a person is going through dirty alleyways and he wants to say Shema so he should just put, put his hand over his mouth that's what he said and he can then say Kriya Shema so Rabbi Abol was said to that Rabbi Chista said to that <coughs> Rabbi Chista said if I would have heard that from the mouth of Rabbi Yechonon himself, I wouldn't have believed it. I wouldn't have listened to it. How can a person say, how can a person say, um, Kriya Shemana, and it's that impossible. Impossible. So the Gemara asked, we'll go perhaps again from Umi Omar Afuna. Five wide lines down on Khaftalad on the base. Umi Omar Afuna. Did Rapuna really say Hachi? Did Rapuna really say this? Did he really say that a person could just place his hand over his mouth? For Omar Rapuna, but surely Rapuna said, Talmud Chacham also lay lamed bim kem atzinaites, that it's forbidden for a Talmud Chacham to stand in a dirty place. Why? Because the Fishi Yefshel lay lamed bili hero Torah. Because it's impossible for a Talmud Chacham to stand for more than a few moments, without thinking in Torah. Therefore, you shouldn't be standing in a dirty place. How can you say, how can Rabbi, uh, uh, the, the same Rav Huna say, if you're walking through a, a dirty alleyway, well, just cover your mouth and you can say Shema. Answer the Gemara, no kasha, it's not a kasha. Kan ba'omet, one's talking about when you're standing, kan ba'maharich, and one's talking about when you're walking. What's the difference? <coughs> What's the difference whether you're walking through the alleyway or you're standing in the alleyway? To stand in the alleyway is a problem. But to walk is not a problem. Why? What's the difference? I'll read to you the, the Rashba says, Mamash, a few words. Pirush. When you're standing there, you've got the issue of your camp should be holy. When you're walking, it's not your machana. What does that mean? That's right. Wherever you're standing, your Dalit Amas becomes your Machana. So if you're standing in a dirty place, there's, there's something dirty, there's whatever it may be, there's feces, there's animals, dung, whatever it may be, in your Dalit Amas, that's a problem. But if you're walking, you don't have a fixed Dalit Amas. You're constantly on the move. So therefore, you don't have a problem. It's not your machinade. None of this 
surrounding is your machana. <coughs> and therefore, he says, just cover your mouth and you can say Shema. Ask the Gemara. Did Rabbi Echanon really say this? Did Rabbi Echanon really say that you could just cover your mouth and say Shema? Surely Rabbi Baba Achano says in the name of Rabbi Echanon. In all places, it's permitted to think about Dibre Torah except for the bathhouse, the bathroom, and for a toilet. And if you're going to say, here also, once talking about when he's standing, and one's talking about when he is walking, i.e., when Rabbi Yechanan said that it's also to think in Torah when you're in a, let's say, a Beis HaKisei, that's when you're standing there, because then you've got a problem with Oyam HaKanech kodesh whereas above, when he allowed you to put your hand over your mouth, that's talking about when you're walking through, that's what you may want to say, it doesn't work, because in it, is that really the case? For Rabbi Avohu, Abba Ka'odl, Rabbi Yechanan, the shorty Rabbi Avohu was once going after Rabbi Yechanan. He was following Rabbi Yechanan. Rabbi Kriyashima. And he was reading Kriyashima. Rabbi Avohu was reading Kriyashima. Kimato ben Mavuay Samatun office. When he reached the dirty alleyways, Ishtik. Rabbi Avohu became silent. He stopped. Stopped saying Shema. He said, I can't say Shema. It's a, it's a dirty alleyway. So, Omane to Rabbi Yechanan. After they, <coughs> after they'd finished, they'd gone through the alleyway. So he said to Rabbi Yechanan, "The Hechan Ahada, to where should I go back? Do I have to go back to the beginning of Shema, or do I go back to where I was up to?" So Omalei, so Rabbi Yechanan said to him, "Im shahisa kadei legmar as kula, if you delayed enough time." If you had to stop enough time to complete the whole of Shema, then Chazar Lorosh, you should go back to the beginning. What do you see from that? <coughs> He's walking here. He's not standing. He's walking through the alleyway. And Rabbi Yechanan seemingly said to Rabbi Abahu, Exactly. You see that he said to him, Look, you had to stop. You had to stop saying Shema because you were going through an alleyway. So if you had to stop for enough time to complete the order of Shema, you have to go back to the beginning. So you see that Rabbi Echelon agrees that you have to stop saying Shema in the alleyway, even though you're still walking. How does that tally with the Rabbi Echelon we had above? Where Rabbi Echelon said, just place your hand over your mouth and continue. How did the two go hand in hand? Answers the Gemara on Chaptalad on the base about two, four, six, eight lines up towards the beginning of the line. Hachi Amale. This is what Rabbi Echonom was saying to him. Lezidi loisvirali. As far as I'm concerned, I hold. I don't hold. You have to stop. If you would have asked me beforehand, I would have told you not to stop. You could have continued saying Shema, place your hand over your mouth, <coughs> but you could have continued saying it. Ledidoch, but according to you, the Sviradoch, that you hold, um, according to you, that you hold, that you hold, that you do have to stop when walking through an alleyway, then if you've broken for enough time to finish the whole of Shema, then you have to go back to the beginning. That's it. It's not a stira. Rabbi Yechanan holds, if you're walking through a dirty alleyway, you can continue saying Shema. So what's going on in this, in this story with Rabbi Abahu? The answer is because Rabbi Abahu stopped saying Shema. And he then came to Rabbi Yechon and he said, what should I do? So Rabbi Yechon said, as far as I'm concerned, you didn't have to stop. 
But according to you, not, not so much if you did, but according to you, if you want me to answer based on your opinion, we'll see in a second in the process, according to your opinion that you have to stop, and the Kharami, if you've now waited enough time to continue the of Sh- uh, to finish the Holy Shema, go back to the beginning. Take a look at Tosus. Omar Lay, it's about halfway down in the Tosus. Omar Lay, Nididilo Sibiroli. The third Tosus. Rabbi Yechanan said, I don't hold it. You have to stop. Pirush. Mishum Tarte Mili. Because of two reasons. For two reasons I hold you don't have to stop. Chatar, number one. <laughs> To stop in, or because I hold to Elochozel Arosh. As far as I'm concerned, you don't have to go back to the beginning anyway. So Omer Rabbi Yechonon, because Rabbi Yechonon says, Shoma Tisha Tchias Petisha Shoyis Yotza. There's a Gemara in Rosh Hashanah, where Rabbi Yechonon says that you have to realize that Meika Adin Midaraisa. How many sounds of the Shofar do you have to hear on Rosh Hashanah? Just nine. Because we don't know what the Shvarima is, we don't know, etc. etc. So we end up doing a whole lot more. But the Ika, the Ika, the Ika, then it's nine. Says so Rabbi Echanan, do you have to hear them all together? No. Nope. You can hear one now, one an hour later, one three hours later. As long as from the beginning of Rosh Hashanah to the end of Rosh Hashanah during the day, you hear the nine, nine sounds, you're fine. So Rabbi Echanan says, as far as I'm concerned, it doesn't matter how long the gap is. That's point number one. But oh, and furthermore, the Sfir Ali that I hold, Meniach Yoda Atif. You don't have to stop. You just put your hand over your mouth. The Imkain, and if so, Havali Roy. You are completely fitting to continue saying Shema in that time. El Doch. But according to you, the Sfir Aloch, the Chayyab Lahafsik, that you hold, that you are Mukhuyab to stop. The Khuru, etc. Then, yes, you should go back to the beginning. Yeah? Now, let me, let me ask, let, let's just, what, what have we just said there? We've just said that Rabbi Yechonon said, for two reasons I hold, you don't have to go back to the beginning. As far as I'm personally concerned. Number one, because as far as I'm concerned, like the Shafer, as long as you do the whole mitzvah throughout the course, it doesn't matter how much you break. Say as well, so, so what if you had a half an hour gap? So what? That's point number one. Point number two is, as far as I'm concerned, you didn't have to stop anyway. You could have continued saying Shema. You could have placed your hand over your mouth, you could have continued. Let's just concentrate on point number one a second. Is point number one really quite the same over here? <coughs> Let's say, well, let's say I, 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 I broke off in the middle of, let's say between paragraph and paragraph. Each paragraph is a different element. It's, it's a bit of an unfair question because we missed out the Tosmol Chafes on the base because of complications. But Tosmol has already pointed out above, there's a major, major difference. In the case of Shofar, the person was perfectly fitting to blow all the nine tekiahs in one go. The place he was in was perfectly fitting to have nine tekiahs blown. There was no halachic impediment there to stop him doing it to break between one and the next. In our case, however, the guy has just walked through a dirty alleyway. A dirty alleyway, before we come on to any second point, we're just looking at one point at a time. Yeah? A dirty alleyway is arguably a place you can't say Shema. So in which case it's not the same as Shofar. There's something which is actually making a halakhic break in the middle of the Shema. It's called it Doicheh. makes it Nidcheh. Yeah? It's a bit like we find with, with, with Korbonus. A Korbon which is Nidcheh. 
it becomes sort of pot tussled. Can it become kosher again? So we say very often, not. We say once it's nidcher, it's pushed away, it's gone. We have the same sort of svara above. So the person who's mime shoots in Al-Birkov, according to one opinion, he has to go back to the beginning. Why? Because nidcher. This person, depending on how you learn there, but it's because once in the middle he starts, he's sh- mime shoots in Al-Birkov, his tzvila is broken back to the beginning. They're not quite the same. So says the Marashah, I mean, it's, it's just a very positive point here. The Marashah says, so you've got to read the this a little ca- very carefully here. It's not two separate points. It's the two points together. The two points together. I.e. it's like this. Rabbi Yechonon <coughs> said, with a combination of two points, I hold you don't have to go back to the beginning. Because as far as I'm concerned, you didn't have to stop anyway. As far as I'm concerned, you were completely right to continue reading Kriyashima. The place was not stopping you reading Kriyashima. You could have just placed your hands over your mouth. It's exactly the same as the case of the Teshat Kiyas. Yeah? There's no difference. There was nothing stopping you. It's not two separate books. <coughs> Separate points. The two points go hand in hand, says the Marashal. Is that clear? Yeah? The two points go hand in hand. You are completely wrong. You could have just placed your hand over your mouth and continued reading. And therefore, there was no reason for you to stop. Since there was no reason for you to stop, as far as I'm concerned, you can, you, uh, it's like Tisha Tekiyos. It doesn't matter how long you take over it. Therefore, as far as I'm concerned, you don't have to go back to the beginning. But, according to you, this is very, very Madurik at the end now, now we understand the end of Tosis. But according to you, you weren't allowed to say Shema at that point. But then in which case, I have to say to you, you have to go back to the beginning. It's not the same as Teshat Kiyos, is it? Because in the case of Shofar, there was nothing stopping, there was no, nothing, no halakhic reason to stop blowing. Whereas according to you, you personally hold, in this case, in the alleyway, you aren't allowed to continue reading. So you've had a halachic break, in which case you've got to go back to the beginning. Just to understand a little bit of what's, what's get, getting, going on in that place. Carries on the Gemara. Tanya Akabal Seid de Rapuna. Now, seven lines up. Tanya Akabal Seid de Rapuna. We've learned from the Bryce like Rapuna that one can continue saying Shema. And Tanya Kabul say to Rav Chista. We've learned in a Brisa like Rav Chista, the one can not say Shema. Tanya Kabul say to Rav Huna. First, let's see the Brisa which goes like Rav Huna. Hamahadich b'mivuiz hamatunofes. Somebody who is going through dirty alleyways. Meniach yodah al-piv. Can place his hand over his mouth. Yikra kriyashima. And read kriyashima. That's my first like Rav Huna. Tanya Kabbal Seder Rav Chista. Here goes the price which goes like Rav Chista. Hoya Mahalich v'mivoy Samantun Ofez. If a person is going through dirty alleyways, lo yekra kriyashima. He's not allowed to read kriyashima. V'lo'ayz, not only this, elosh imo yakele uva. If a person was in the middle of reading kriyashima, and you come to an alleyway, to one of these dirty streets, post it. You should stop reading Kriyashima. Carries on the Brysa. In fact, that, that, sorry, that, that's the end of the, that's the, the, the end of the Brysa. So that supports Rav, Rav Chista. Ask the Gemara. Loi Potak Mai. What happens if a person didn't stop reading Kriyashima? You're going to see amazing things there. Omar Rabbi Miyasho, Barbara Rabbi Shab and Navy. About him, the Pasuk says, And I have also given to them, to Klal statutes which are no good, and judgments, that they will not live by them. You heard that? Because this person, we've been given mitzvahs, the mitzvahs are our lifeline. 
they provide all sorts of goodness for us. But if a person fails to follow the guide, the the uh, sort of the guidelines for these mitzvahs, says Hashem, it's absolutely worthless. The Oshel of the Rabbi Yehuda is Kolema. Kim Shoyz Adova Ba'avera. Since he does the mitzvah Ba'avera, Nimsa Shaloyi Yuachukim Amishpatim Tovim Aleyichu Ba'em. You gain nothing. Gain nothing. But it gets worse. Rabbi, um, Rabbi Alfi Omar, Rabbi Alfi says, Hoi Moshe HaOven Bechav Leashov. He says, he quotes the Potuk, Woe to those who draw sin with ropes of nothingness. Do you know what that means? This is something which is mamish is uh, an amazing piece of muscle. Sometimes people, they mean well. We can't, we can't break habits. We can't, we can't even think about the possibility of doing away with a mitzvah we've always done. A mitzvah we've always, always kept. And as a result of it, we continue doing that mitzvah even when the Torah does not want us to do that mitzvah. Right? This person, he can't bear the thought. He thinks to himself, Oi vey, I'm about to, it's, it's soft Saman Kriya Shema now. If I don't read Shema now, that's it, it's gone. So what does he do? <coughs> he says, I've never missed Kriya Shema in my life. So what does he do? He makes some sort of justification. He says, don't worry, I'll be alright. And continues reading Kriyashma as he's walking through this, these dirty streets. Hashem doesn't want that Kriyashma. Hashem would have been much happier had the person stopped there and then and said, Hashem, I did my best. What can I do? I can't do it anymore. Yeah? I'll, I'll, I'll give you... I said, this is the example here. I'll give you other examples. A person's not sure if he said a bracha. Bracha acharena. And if you can relate to such a thing... The person finishes eating and he thinks, that, did I say a bracha acharena? The automatic impulse is to say it again. Is it not? I don't know about you, that, that, that is my automatic impulse. Be on the safe side, no? So, chas v'shalem, I wouldn't say thank you to Hashem. What's the worst case? I'll say thank you twice. That is the automatic impulse. We know that, that halacha is, of the But it's amazing what the Yitzhahara can do. The Yitzhahara will turn around and say, but you probably didn't say it anyway, and he'll make you say it again. But Chazal, as you said, Chazal has given us guidelines, and they've said, you're not sure, stop it, Brock and that's it, finished. If you don't know, don't say it. Oh, what if I haven't said it? It doesn't matter. That's the guidelines you've been given. And this is basically what he's saying over here. Sometimes, a person thinks he's doing a major mitzvah. He's not. He's pulling along a sin with, with ropes of absolutely nothingness. Ravado Barabo Omar. The first part he wouldn't be walking anyway. <coughs> Through the rest of Shema. Yeah, 100%. Rav Adho Omar Mehocha. He says the worst of the lot. He says, look at this Pasuk. Ki Hashem Bozo. Such a person has disgraced the word, word of Hashem. Do you, know, do you know what the Pasuk continues there? That's right. That soul... Says, do you, do you know how serious that is? It's not, he's disgraced the word of Hashem. As a result of it, says the Potter kills Safar Khoris. But it's worse than any other Khoris. Do you know why? Because what's the last two words? Avoinovo. <coughs> I just saw this recently, I can't remember where it came up. It's not, it's not here, but 
where it says Avinovo, you know why it says to this? Because any other, when it comes to any other Avera, any other Issachoris, once he gets the Koris, he's been cleansed of the sin. Somebody's Mavaza the words of Hashem. Somebody disgraces the words of Hashem. Be it through Torah, makes fun of Tamitachachom, whatever it is, he disgraces the words of Hashem. Even after the Koris, the sin still stays. I can't remember who said, I think maybe it came up in Shabbos. It's the worst of the lot. And apparently this person is included in that. The person who comes to Adiway and decides, he's decided in his frumkite, he's going to continue saying Shema. He hasn't got any mitzvah. He's disgraced the word of Hashem. Sorry? That's what the Pasuk is talking about. I'm not saying literally five Khoris. Don't go quote me saying he's... he's <coughs> but you, the point is you see the severity of it. Yeah? So there are baby that says that others say you can't say this person is uh, start saying to Hashem Bozo. He says the reason is because he says of course if a person started reading in, in, the, in the dirty streets then yes, you can say Kidavar Hashem Bozov. If he's in the ready, he's in the middle of it, so it's a little, it's a little harsh to start saying Kidavar Hashem that's, that's already going a little far. That's why the others don't quote this possible. But one opinion holds Kidavar Hashem Bozov. Says the Gemara, in Posat, if he does stop, Nasa what's his reward? You hear it? He stops saying Shema. He missed out on the midst of Shema, it could be. He gets reward for it. What's his reward? Omer Rebbe I love our cost of him about him the Pasuk says With this thing by stopping saying Shema in the dirty places you will merit a long life. An amazing thing, no? <coughs> yeah? I'll, I'll, I'll just end Stopping saying, when you come to the dirty alleyway, stop there. You merit, what, why would that be? Also, you're not, you're not, you're not being mevaz of the word of Hashem. For your machanech hakodesh, all the all the pesukim we've got there. Let me, I'll I just just end with with this. I, I don't think I'm going to be able to explain it. Our regalachas, it's not much. Something just came to mind now. Let me draw your attention to the Gemara we had on the bottom of Chatzal Adamadalim. Do you remember we had there? As a Rashi, I didn't didn't point out at the time. There was a Gemara there which talked about somebody who leaves his tefillin hanging on a peg. Do you remember that Gemara? What did they say? Somebody who leaves his tefillin hanging. What did they say? Yitzlu Chayov. His life will be left hanging. Do you know what Rashi says? Rashi says, and if you want to say it's Chaftalid Amadala, it's the second, second uh, wide, well, it's actually the third wide line in Rashi. Because the Torah is the life of a person. The Romans and the Torah and the Pasuk hints to you she is to Chayov that his life will be left suspended. Why does Rashi talk about Torah? We're talking about Tefillin here. There are those who say it's a mistake. It should say Shah Tefillin. It's correct. It should say Tefillin. If you look at the Rabbi Yonah, the Rabbi Yonah, he's got Tzfeli there. I don't think there's, there's no need to, to correct it. The Pesach in the Tzfeli is, Leman Tiyatayas Hashem Mephichah. 
that posuk is very much used in the whole establishing of the mitzvah tefillin. It's not the tefillin themselves which are the life of a person, which give life. The Torah is the soul, basically the soul lifeline of a person. Obviously, he's got to be Makai in the mitzvahs. But the Torah, that is the source of our life. I'll, get, I'll leave you to think about it over Shabbos. What you are seeing in both of these Gemaras is, it's one thing when a person is Makai in the mitzvah. That's very nice. But the acid test, <coughs> the acid test as to how much a person really values the mitzvah, is what he does with it when he finishes with it. When a person takes the tefillin off, what does he do with it? When a woman takes her, her uh, you know, her in diamond, in diamond uh, ring off, what does, she, what does she do with it? Just leave it, uh, you know, lying around somewhere? Do people do that? When a person takes that, you know, he's finished with his, with his expensive uh, mobiles, you know, whatever, these iPads, whatever they are. He's just lying around anywhere. He's got a place, he's got a special pouch he puts it into. If the mitzvah is valuable to the person, he won't leave this thing just hanging on a peg. If the Torah is truly valuable to the person, he won't just leave, he won't continue reading the Kriyashma in dirty surroundings. Which is basically taking the Torah and sort of throwing it into the, into the rubbish. Leaving it in the rubbish. That is the acid test. And based on that, that tells me the value you've, you've given to what, to the mitzvah you've done until now. If the value is there, then there's Arichus Yom. If not, it's Yitzhu Chayot. Maybe next week I'll explain a little more. There's a little more. There's a Gemara in Shabbos. Anyone who's been doing Dafa Yemi is going back quite a way. But if you remember, I don't know, Jeffrey, you've, you've been following Dafa Yemi? Do, do, do you remember the Gemara? I'll just end with this. Do, do you remember the, the Gemara about the person who, uh, the certain Chosid, who died very young and his wife went around with a tefillin everywhere? She was saying, you know, why, 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 why did he die so young? And it turned out because he lay with her while she was a nidda. Think about if Look up that Gemara. It's towards the beginning of Shabbos. Well, I think it's in the, 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 the first sort of uh, area. The, the, the Gemara there, that's, that's really, once again, is the same idea again. Anyway, have a very good Shabbos.